way into the kingdom of God by way of the blood of Jesus. For I am not ashamed, said Paul, of the gospel of Christ. For it's the power of God to salvation for everybody who believes. What he's saying is, when you put faith in Jesus, it reveals the righteousness of God on you. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Somebody once wisely said, The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us. Today we're continuing the series, First, with a look at what exactly Jesus meant by the phrase, the kingdom of God. You know, when Jesus instructed his followers to seek first the kingdom of God, what did he mean by that? What is the kingdom of God? Is it heaven? Is it involving yourself in ministry? Or is it spending lots of time in prayer and the word of God? Well, we're going to answer that question today because how can you seek something when you're not sure what it is? I believe this is going to bless you and help you. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share part two of the message, Seeking the Kingdom of God. You don't have a choice, like I said, to opt out of both kingdoms and have your own the kingdom of self. I am my own island. I'm an island unto myself. I'm not in either kingdom. Yes, you are. Jesus looked at the Pharisees and Sadducees who were the religious teachers and scholars and professionals of his day. And he said this to them. He said, you are of your father, the devil. And then he said, and the lusts of your father, you will do. You know what he's telling them? You're in the kingdom of darkness. You think you're in the kingdom of light, but you're in the kingdom of darkness, and you must do what your father, the devil, is telling you and moving you and prompting you and driving you to do. The lusts of your father you will do. See, whatever kingdom you're in, you're going to be subject to the king of that kingdom, and you're going to do his will. Here's the truth about you. There are some of you, you do things, and you don't know why you do them, and you wish you didn't do them. You do things that you feel bad about. And and you say, why do I keep doing this? I don't want to do this. You have a question mark about your walk with God. You have a question mark about whether or not you're saved. You have a question mark when it's quiet at night and your head hits the pillow and there's nobody else around and you're alone with your thoughts. The thought sifts through your mind from time to time. Am I really a Christian? Am I really saved? Because the way I'm living doesn't bespeak the fact that I'm saved. I'm not living like a Christian. And that world out there, they do things all the time. They wonder why they're doing what they're doing. And they don't understand they're doing the lusts of their father. Satan is driving them. He's a taskmaster. He's like that guy in the bottom of that boat where you would put the slaves down in the very bottom of that boat with an oar. And that taskmaster was down there with a whip, whipping them across the back as they pulled that oar. And that's the way people live when they're under the power of the kingdom of darkness and not in the kingdom of God's dear son. 
They're pulling that oar of sin. They're doing this and doing that and doing the other. And their life is being destroyed and they're under bondage. They're in the kingdom of darkness. It's a kingdom. But then there is the kingdom of light. And what we've got to understand about Jesus, he didn't come into the world to tiptoe through the religious tulips and say nice things to people and be kind of a cool guy wearing sandals, a first century hippie love child. He was on a rescue mission. Can I say it again? He was on a rescue mission. He came to invade the kingdom of darkness. That's why he said the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here. It is beginning to manifest. And it's manifesting through me because I happen to be the king of the kingdom of light. Let me tell you what happened when you got saved. Let me, let me, I'm going to let the Bible tell you. Colossians 1.13. He rescued you. Can you say with me, I've been rescued. He rescued you. Man, when somebody rescues you, that means you're going down and you can't help yourself or you don't need rescue. If you can rescue yourself, then you don't need a rescuer. The message of the Bible is we all needed a rescuer because we couldn't rescue ourselves because we were enslaved to the kingdom of darkness and our daddy was the devil. You say, who's your daddy? Spiritually. That's the number one question. But look what it says. He rescued you from the kingdom of darkness and transferred you into the kingdom of his dear son. So when you got saved, here's the kingdom of darkness over here. Here's the kingdom of light over here. And you were over in this kingdom of darkness and the taskmaster was whipping you and you were sinning as he told you to and your life was being destroyed and you were going down and you were hellbound. And then Jesus came and he came into, he invaded the kingdom of darkness and he transferred us into the kingdom of God's dear son. You transferred kingdoms and you transferred kings. Boy, I'll tell you, that ought to get you stirred up because now you've got a new king. You've got a new kingdom. You've got kingdom rules to live by. You've got kingdom laws and principles to live by. And they are totally opposite from the rules and principles for this kingdom. Jesus rescued us. The kingdom of God exists wherever God's will is done. And the evidence of his kingdom, every time it manifests, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I saw people this morning get delivered from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. And I can watch it happen right in front of me. They come down into the altar, and you can tell that there is a change happening inside of them. And if we could see in the spirit world, we would see them being lifted out of the kingdom of darkness and transplanted into the kingdom of light. So you're either in this one or you're in this one. And if you're in this one, you've got a king and he's a hard taskmaster. If you're in this one, you've got a king and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Let me tell you the truth about our world. See, when Jesus was born into the world, he was born into a world at war with God. It was an invasion Jesus invaded the earth. It was and it is a world of anarchy and sin and rebellion and satanic rule. And he invaded the kingdom of darkness. He declared war on Satan's kingdom. 
Right now, this world is under the control of the devil. Let me read it to you. 1 John 5, 19. We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. That shouldn't surprise us. Look at the anarchy. Look at the bloodshed. Do you wonder where it all comes from? The murder, the rape, the pillage, the robbery, the lying, the perversion, the deceit, the cruelty of man against man. Have you ever wondered where it comes from, why it's there? How can they do these things? Because the whole world is under the control of the evil one. That doesn't mean he owns it because God's sovereignty is over the whole thing. But the control, until you come to the king of this kingdom of light, until you come to him, then God allows the enemy to control those who choose darkness. Jesus said, this is the judgment, this is the condemnation that light came into the world and men love darkness more than light. Paul the Apostle let us know that our world is under constant spiritual attack from a fallen devil. Right now there is a great warfare going on in this world. You can't see it, but if you could see what God sees, you'd see it. There is a mighty clashing. I mean, look at our country right now. Have you ever seen anything like what's going on in our country right now? There is a spiritual warfare between two kingdoms going on in our country right now. The kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light, clashing. Jesus said, don't say I came to bring peace. I didn't come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. He didn't mean a real one, but a sword of division. He said, my gospel, my light shining into the dark is going to bring division because some are going to choose light and some are going to choose darkness. And that's going to cause a distance between the two. Some of you with families where some are saved and some are lost know exactly what that means. Paul said, this is out of the living Bible. It's very graphic. We're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies, the evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. Do you hear that? Evil rulers, evil princes, satanic beings, wicked spirits, and their king is the devil. And Paul there is describing a hierarchical structure of the kingdom of darkness. Principalities, powers, rulers, spiritual wickedness. That's a structure. It's like a military structure. One answers to the other, to the other, and answers to the other. They are organized. They are militarized. That's the kingdom of darkness. But I'm so glad the kingdom of light. For every one devil, there's two angels. Satan may be real. Satan may be real, but he can't be everywhere at once. He doesn't know everything, though he wishes that he does. But we serve the Lord God, Elohim, Creator. And His Son, Jesus Christ, and the omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient Holy Spirit of God. Our side vastly outnumbers the other. So watch this. When both Jesus and John the Baptist announced that the kingdom of God was at hand, here's what he meant. He meant that God's rule was just about to break into the world through Jesus the Messiah. Did you ever notice that when Jesus started his ministry, you don't see any of this in the Old Testament, but suddenly demons are manifesting out of people. Demons start talking out of people. We know who you are, the Son of God. 
Have you come to torment us before the day? Don't cast us into the abyss, Jesus. The king of the kingdom of light confronted the king of the kingdom of darkness, and it was no contest. He said, come out, and they came out. He said, go, and they went. He bound them. He loosed them. He told them what to do. He told them where to go. They were subservient and subject to him. It was an invasion, and everywhere he went, why was he so hated? Why was he so despised? Why did they so come against him and loathe him and detest him? Because there was something else about Jesus. I experienced it this week. I mentioned Jesus in public. And I noticed. You can say, Muhammad. Everybody's, oh, cool. You can say, I hugged a tree this week. Oh, groovy. I'm a groovy. That took me back. Remember groovy, out of sight, all that. Now, oh, that's all right. Yeah, you hug a tree. That's great. But you say, Jesus. You've just said the name of the king of the kingdom. And when you say the name of the king of the kingdom, it brings authority. It brings power. It turns over the rock and it exposes what's there. You would have thought I had a bomb strapped to my side when I said, Jesus. You want people to get out of an elevator for you where you can just go right to the floor you want? To say, Jesus is Lord, hallelujah, forgive me while I worship. They're hitting there. They're hitting. <laughs> that's not what you should do it for, but that's what it does. When Jesus preached and proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom of God, he meant that in and through himself, God was exercising his power and his authority against all the evil in the world. So in short, the kingdom of God is the rule of God manifested in Christ to defeat evil and bring redemption to people. That's why he said, when you pray, pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because when his will is done, that's when his kingdom comes. So how much do you want to experience righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost? Then get under the lordship of Jesus and walk in his word, and you will walk in peace, and you will walk in the joy of the Lord. Now, back to Jesus' call to seek first the kingdom. When Jesus said to his followers, seek first the kingdom of God, he meant that his followers are to seek to be under his lordship and to pray into the world his rule and his reign. How can I seek first the kingdom? By becoming subservient to the kingdom, by being obedient to his word, by doing what he says, by obeying him. That's how I come in under. That's how I seek first the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So let me leave you with three simple things about the kingdom of God. We have to understand today that the kingdom of... You're not... When you're born via your mother, you are not born into the kingdom of God. You're born of flesh. We must enter the kingdom of God. Now, how do you enter the kingdom of God? How do you go from this kingdom to this one? There is a bridge. There is a great chasm between the two. How do you cross that bridge? How do you get over here? Real simple. Repentance is the first step. Here's the bridge. I'm taking three steps across it. First step, I must repent. 
Repentance is a beautiful six-letter word because without it, you couldn't have the peace of God. You couldn't know the joy of the Lord. You will never be saved. Listen to what Jesus said. It says, when John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. And the very next word, repent and believe in the gospel. Repentance is simply this. I agree with what God tells me about me. And what does God tell me about me? God loves me more than you and I can ever know. But he tells us the truth about ourselves. We all have a disease and it's called sin. And he tells the truth. He said, all have sinned. Not most of you, all of you. You've all lied. You've all deceived. You've all cursed. You've all done things against the commandments of God. Most of us in here have broken every single one of them or at least a lot of them. But there isn't anybody in here that hasn't broken at least one. And the Bible says if you break one, you've broken them all. So the Bible says... We've all sinned. We've all turned aside. We've all gone our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So the book that said, I'm okay, you're okay, wasn't okay because it's not right. We're not okay until we know him. We must repent. We must repent. Jesus said, I tell you, unless you repent, which means I turn around. I say, I agree with you, God. I've lived a sinful life. Please forgive me. And he says, forgiven. And then we turn and we walk by His grace and strength, the other direction. We forsake that lifestyle of sin. I tell you, said Jesus, unless you repent of your sins and turn to God, you too will perish. You will perish. It's a guarantee. So without repentance, there is no salvation. It's the first step across the bridge. Repentance is the first step. you got to do it. You must do it. Second, He said the next step across that bridge is you must be born again. You're going to have to be born again. Now, I believe the devil has totally twisted our understanding of that phrase in our culture. We say he's a born-again politician. We say he's a born-again businessman. Well, what do you mean by that? Because you're not talking about what Jesus was. Jesus said the kingdom of God must be entered into by being born again. He said, I say to you, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, that means when your mama's water breaks, he's talking about natural birth. You must be born of water, but then you have to have another birth. And the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh, when the water breaks, is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Don't marvel that I said to you, you must, you must. It's not an option. You must. You must be born again. You must be born twice. Now, let me tell you what he did not mean. He didn't mean turn over a new leaf. He didn't mean become a better person. He didn't mean give up some bad habit. He wasn't talking about a New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to get on that stationary bicycle. And bless God, I'm losing 20 pounds. Well, lose those 20 and lose five more. It won't get you into heaven. I'm not saying human beings can't do good things, but none of those good things will get you into heaven. He wasn't talking about rehabilitation. Here's the word he was talking about, transformation. Let me read to you what transformation is like. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Amplified Bible. Therefore, if anybody is in Christ, joined by him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit, the old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. And then the last thing is you got to receive his righteousness. That's the third step. 
You've got to receive his righteousness. And that's the second part of Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That means we've got to admit nothing we can do can save us. We've got to come by way of the blood. We can't come by our own good works. We can't come by giving away millions of dollars of charity, by volunteering time at the nursing home, by never getting a traffic ticket. That's our righteousness. He says, no, no, no. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The only way into the kingdom of God is by way of the blood of Jesus. For I am not ashamed, said Paul, of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation for everybody who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, that is in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. What he's saying is when you put faith in Jesus, it reveals the righteousness of God on you. So that when God looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees him. Now, I drag these out of my past. Now, picture my hair way down here, parted down the middle. But now listen. You know what I'm seeing right now? All of you are red. All of you are red. You're all red. You're pretty red. But you're all red. You know what happens when you get saved? God saw your sin until you said, Jesus, forgive me. And then he does this. He puts on sunglasses. And now when he looks at you, he says, righteous, 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 righteous. Well, that's it for today. I hope our message helped you to understand what Jesus meant by the phrase, the kingdom of God. Now stay tuned to our announcer for important information on how you can obtain this powerful new series on first things for your Christian library. This is the kind of topic that never grows old, and you'll surely want to return to it for inspiration in the future. Be sure to join us next time where I'll be talking about three hindrances to seeking the kingdom of God that Jesus warned us about. Until then, I pray God's rich blessings be yours. Isn't it great when things are a little easier? Like connecting to Life Talk Radio and Pastor Jeff on your mobile devices anywhere, anytime. Then here's great news. Now, Pastor Jeff, Life Talk Radio, and Turning Point Church are just a few clicks away with a new TPC Family app. With the new TPC Family app on your mobile phone or tablet, there are loads of helpful features to keep you connected in an easy and fun way. Watch Pastor Jeff streaming live on Sundays and Wednesdays from Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Or watch on-demand videos from recent services you may have missed. Listen to Life Talk radio programs on demand. Today's broadcast or catch up on any of the great teachings from Pastor Jeff on past Life Talk programs. You can even help continue Life Talk Radio's outreach and impact on the nation with the gospel by giving securely online. Now you can even text your gift to Life Talk and the amount you would like to give to 30131. 
and you'll find contact information and directions to Turning Point Church, upcoming events, broadcast station listings for Life Talk Radio, and much, much more. Plus, the new TPC Family app is free and available on Apple or Android devices. To download the new TPC Family app, simply type in the keyword TPC Family as one word with no spaces in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get connected. So what are you waiting for? Download the free TPC Family app today and make your life a little easier. Seeking the Kingdom of God is the second message of Pastor Jeff's series. First, keeping the main thing, the main thing. You can own a copy of this six CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series. First, keeping the main thing, the main thing. For only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.